knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Warning, not listening to the following advice may land you with manners like Derek. Welcome, B&B. With me today is the only man who wears other people's dirty socks... (laughs) Not only on his feet, but then he uses them as earmuffs at mid to high elevation regularly. <laughs> Carl Mandrilli, what's up, buddy? Oh, that's good. I knew that was going to come back to bite me. That was good. That was good. It just, it just bit it you did. right there. It did. Just ouch. Fair yeah. enough. And with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who is the kind of guy who gives unsolicited advice and then says, you're welcome. Before you have a chance to respond, <laughs> uh, I know you want me to answer this, <laughs> and I'm just going to say, "Well played, well played." <laughs> I'm not going to say if I do it or not, but I'm going to say, "Well played." Yeah, everybody loves the guy that does that, right? Mm, mm, so true. Not so much. So true. I'm going to bite. Not I'm going to. So I'm going to bite my tongue on that one. That's what my mom told me to do. So I'm going to do it. Okay. You know what I mean? Today's episode is obviously about not trail manners mind you, but mm. camp manners. Mm. So I hope you got some good stuff. I do have good stuff. I am the manners okay. champion, my friend. Um, Are you? I feel like I am. Uh, but before we start today, Carl, <laughs> today yep. is brought to us by Summit Strength. You want to stay fit for the trail, Carl, but you're too lazy for yes. a gym membership like me? Well, then you, ch- mm. you check out summitstrength.com.au for an online experience you can do from anywhere. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got the Bible verse for the day. Mark 12, 30 and 31. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second, referring to the second greatest commandment, is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. No other commandment is greater than these. And it's the love your neighbor as yourself. That's the one that I think that we're going to be focusing on today. So, Derek, do your camp manner scenarios have to do with how to love your neighbor as yourself. It's all love in different quantities, Carl. So we're going to okay. find out how big and small But can it is. be boiled down to that? Well, it's funny. Um, you could boil some of these, actually. Uh, yeah, some of my... Yeah. yeah, I think so. You could boil down to love. I, I mean, do you love me as your neighbor? As I mean, as yourself or, <laughs> or less? Wait, l- let me rephrase that's, that. That's the commandment. I mean, do you love me as yourself? Or do you love me more than your next-door neighbor? Or does it- Do I show you love as I would show love to myself in terms of how I serve you and help you through the podcast? Yes. I just wonder... Well, the reason I'm saying all this is because I, I am wondering 
if you took that literally, like your your neighbor, like your next door neighbor only, mm. and then you didn't apply it to everybody else. So I just wanted to clarify. You're getting to another Bible verse, which is who is my neighbor. And yeah, that's, exactly. that, you're digging deep there, Derek. But I think this is referring to everyone. And in our case, it's everyone who we are traveling with. Whew. So, well and, and just to specify, so we're not, when we're at least for the way that I came up with my list, I'm not imagining this to be like a communal backcountry campground where we're going to have strangers around us and we're going to, you know, like where one of the scenarios is going to be that, that we're too loud or mm. that we're shouting them down off of mountain mm. passes, which we've mentioned before. So I'm talking about like, you know, loving our neighbors within our own community. Mm. True. True, is, true. Is, it, would you, is yours the same way? I would, yeah. Your I would, list? Uh, yeah, I would say that. I, okay. I'm just saying in general, yeah, absolutely. Which includes my list, yeah. How many, how many Camp Manor scenarios did you come up with? Well, how many do you want me to have? I got, I got four, but uh, I was focused on three, but I have an extra one as well. Um, you okay. Know. So we, I think we're the same. We, we each have three with like mm-hmm. a bonus one. So I think the way that we should do this is we should pose it as a question, and then the other person can kind of respond, and we'll see if we agree on this. I think that's this. fair. I think that's right. You want, you want to start us off okay. today? Yeah, I'll start, I'll start us off. Okay. So I'll start us off. I think we've mentioned this before, but I'm going to pose it more as a question. If you are a snorer, like a heavy snorer, and you know that you're a snorer, should you bring earplugs for everyone? I'll just say this. I saw a movie today, and a guy fully was snoring in front of me. And I was... It was just, it was, a, it was one of these luxury theaters with the recliners, you know. He was fully reclined, fully snoring, yeah. full volume, and it was extremely annoying. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say, yes, okay. I think you should bring some earplugs or, or something to either help everybody or help yourself or get your own tent and go sleep on the outskirts of the camp. I don't know. One of the, one of those options I think is good. Okay. Otherwise, yeah, maybe it is bad manners. If you, if you know that you snore now, if you're like, Oh, I didn't know that I snore or I don't, I don't normally snore. That's different. Okay. So what you're saying is, is that the guy at the movie theater should have brought earplugs for the entire audience. I'm going to say that that guy should not even have gone to the movie with a recliner. He needs to go to a theater right. that is only upright because that's dangerous for everybody else. No, I was just trying to analyze your line of thinking. You're like, as a result of this guy that's in the movie theater today, yes, you should bring earplugs. I don't, the dots aren't getting connected here. How can you catch them for me? And if Carl, you're, and if you're still filing papers, can you stop doing that? I'm not filing anything. You're shuffling something while we're talking here. This is a podcast. Let's take this seriously, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That was intense. That was intense. Um, <laughs> nobody's filing anything. I think your ears are playing tricks on you. Okay. Uh, I. What was your question again? Sorry. I got a little distracted. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to make the connection that people should bring earplugs because you saw a guy or heard a guy snoring at a movie theater. I don't understand how those things connect. <laughs> Look, I can't make everything elementary for you, okay? I was assuming that you would know what this is about. Yes, of course. When I get a full front row view of the snorer, it reminded me of the campsite okay. even more in more detail. And of right. course, I'm thinking like, you know, this is this is avoidable. This is not to, maybe not totally avoidable if you're like extremely loud, but it's a, it's at least you can help somebody out. You can help me out by not going to that type of theater and laying down, uh, or you can help me by bringing some earplugs, or you can help me by just sleeping in your own tent on the outskirts of the camp. I don't know. Gotcha. That's okay. my thought. 
that I think that's a yeah. fair thought, and I think I, I definitely agree with your conclusion. I don't agree with your your line of re- your nonsensical line of reasoning, but I, <laughs> Never. I guess when I go to a movie theater, I'm not thinking of camping at that point. But you know, your hmm. thought process might be different. That's okay. But you I agree. I think if you were a known snore, especially like a heavy snore, I think that it's it'd be polite to do that. So snoring is snoring, Carl. It doesn't matter where you are. Okay. Okay. What's your, okay? Know. What's your first one? My first one is, uh, is it bad manners to pee on the fire with people still hanging out? But it's late, and you know you have to hike 18 miles and go like 2,500 <laughs> feet of elevation the next day. And they're like not going to bed, right? It's like kind of late, and you're like, I mean, I know we're all adults here, but like we got to go to bed. And they're not listening. <laughs> so you're like, what if you just like meander over to the fire and you pee on it? Is that bad manners? Are, can I ask you a question? To answer this first, are we revisiting the episode like from two episodes ago about the seven deadly backpacking blunders where you have a simple thing to say and you turn it into this massive scenario? Like you're just asking a question and now you're telling stories about 18 miles the next day. Like just the question. Look, I th- these what? you tell me you tell me these scenarios never happen where people are sitting around a campfire and somebody pees on the campfire while you're backpacking. This well, happens but now. You're, I, you're every complicating day. the issue because the issue is is it rude to pee on the campfire while people are still sitting around it, right? But now giving like further backstory. Now there's other like factors at play. Are you now secretly or passively aggressively doing this to get them to go to bed because you know they need to be well rested for the hike the next day? Mm, are you? Because that, that seems like your method, though. You know, like, No, because I think it's rude to pee on the fire. So many people are still sitting around it. I get that <laughs> if you have limited water access and you want to put the fire out, you want to make use of your of all liquids available. And so and if you can't hold anymore, you can't hold anymore. But obviously the stench from the pee on the fire is one of the worst smells in the world. And what better way to get your friends to bed? Am okay, I right? So your question for manners is, is it okay <laughs> to passively, aggressively make people go to the bed by being on the fire? <laughs> Look, the reason I asked this question was for one reason, because I know that you can be passive aggressive. So I wanted to see like how you would handle this. Like, what would you do? This is something that Carl struggles with, guys. Like, guys, uh, we, got a, we, got a big, we got a big day tomorrow, guys. We got a lot of elevation. We should probably get to bed, guys. We should probably okay. get to bed. I don't know how you can top that question. That now that now that I'm rephrasing it for you, I think that's so ridiculous. If people genuinely are going to wake up tired, wake up late, and you know you've got a big day, and they're not listening say, to you, and, and they're, they're not, not listening. listening to you, I'm going to say, as trip leader, yes, it is not only okay, yes. but it's highly encouraged. <laughs> yes, yes, I knew I'd get that so, answer. Nice. Do you agree? I agree. I think you should pee on the oh, fire. Oh, okay. Yeah. Of course. Well, hey, I, think, real, real, I, think, I think you and I were both frustrated by how late we left camp this last year. So, <laughs> so probably the same set on that one too. I was. I was. So, what's your what's your second uh, okay scenario with manners, Carl? Second scenario is I tend to be the one who's boiling water for everybody. Yeah, and I usually just say, "Hey, you know, drop your food off with me." But, and, I, and then I'll, you know, I'll boil the water and I'll pour it in there and I'll let it absorb. Mm. I'll take the oxygen absorbers out. So this is not the, about that. But my question is, is, is it okay for me to boil my water first and let my food soak first before everybody else's since I'm the guy doing the water boiling? I'm going to answer that with a question. I'm going to say, knowing that you have to like boil well, not you don't have to, but you do. Like, knowing you're going to boil, like, seven people's waters and it's going to take, like, a half an hour or maybe a little bit less, do you want your food to soak 
We got the jet boil, so it's way that's faster. That's true. That's a good point. I was going to say, do you want your food to sit for that long? Like, if I'm you, I'd be okay. Like, I would say, right. I would say it's not bad managed for you to do yours like third or fourth. And then that way, okay. not only do you get your food at the right time, but you're also helping everybody else out. Okay. I actually don't. I, I do mine last, just so you know, every time. Pat on the back, Carl. Pat on the back. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take the pat on the back. Yeah. But here's the issue with that is that there's some people that I'll boil theirs, like, you know, they'll be the, in the first group. And then I'm yeah. eating still before they're eating. I don't know what they're doing around camp. They're just like these busy bodies just shuffling around. I honestly have no idea what they're doing because I know it's not camp chores. But they're mm. they're just literally just doing something and they get to their food after me. So then I'm like, why am I making their food first when mm. they're not even getting mm. to it? Are they like getting their like nighttime stuff ready to go or something? This or is what? a deeper issue that I haven't solved, but... Like I have thought back and I'm like, okay, I, I know Derek's taking care of the fire. This guy's helping Derek. I'm cooking. I'm taking care of the water. All the tents are up. What is there left to do? <laughs> There's nothing left Here's to do. Here's what we could do. What are they doing? Like, well, like, what are you watching while you're boiling water? It's not that hard to look around. No, I, but, I mean, I was, but I was boiling water and fi- like doing the gravity filter at the same time. So I'm like moder- monitoring water mm. bottles and boiling at the same time. So look, here's what we could do. Here's what we could do. We could, we could swap one night if you really want to. Okay. And and you could help. Uh, who usually helps me out? Like Nate usually helps me out. You could like do the fire, okay, and I'll do the water one night, and then you can just watch people. I would never take the fire away from you, Derek. Come on, come on. Although I will say this, I will say if I am doing the fire, I'm really not watching anybody else, so it's probably a right. point. No, I just I, and I wasn't watching. Which I'm just like I, I know they're shuffling around, they're moving around. I don't know what they're doing. So maybe listeners out there have the same circumstance where there's people that just seem like they're busybodies, but they're not really mm. accomplishing any tasks. So I don't know what's going on. But are they like hanging the food? No, we do. We usually hang the food later. No, they don't. No, they're moved. They're, there's their packs going every which way. Their stuff's a garage sale or yard sale, or whatever. I don't know, but I know that they get. To, I know they get to their food after me though. Maybe they're just unpacking their entire pack, and that's what Could takes be. so long. You know. That could be. Could be. Well, All right. maybe we'll get some responses from that after this episode. We'll see. We okay, might. That was, my, that was my second one. What's your next one? My second one is if you smell like a Sasquatch and we hike by mm. or take a break next to like a lake or a stream and you, yep. refuse, and you refuse to get into this water <laughs> because, you know, oh, I'm, I'm too white or I'm too insecure about my body or, or, I, or, or I love the smell that I smell. Like, is that being inconsiderate or rude? Is <laughs> that bad manners? I smell that I smell. <laughs> <laughs> People like their own stink. I don't get it sometimes. They do. They do. Is, it, is this bad manners? Well, I am that guy, so I, I would mean, say no because I don't, I'm not the swimmer. I'm not a guy that jumps in the lake. You don't have to swim, though. You can just bend down and splash your armpits with some water. Yeah. I mean, it's not I'm that happy hard. to do that if it's warm outside. We've had, we haven't had the warmest trips when, where we've had access to lakes lately. So, mm. I, yeah, I think that's All a right. fair, I, I'm going to say that that's a fair request. If I were to get the request, like, Carl, like, seriously, you smell like the Sasquatch you just mentioned, I would do it. But if nobody's bringing it up to me, I'm going to assume that it's all good. Mm. Did you stop at the little water area last trip on the last day? I know you stopped there, but did you go in? It's the last day, man. We're we're heading towards showers anyway. So that's a no. No. Okay. No, I'm not the guy jumping in. Sorry. What do you mean mean you're heading toward the showers? What are you talking about? (laughs) Like we're heading to the end of the trail where we're going to have access to showers. Really? Where were those showers at exactly? A hotel that I stayed at that night. So we had to suffer with you all the way to the airport is what he's trying to say, folks. And I had to smell that smell. Hold this thought. We're going to do an episode on 
on this later. We'll, we'll, we'll cover what should be in our hygiene kit for sure, because that could address what to and what not to bring, and I'm sure we'll hash it out. So we will thoroughly. That, that's a fair question. We will thoroughly go over your, your kit for sure. Okay. okay. I have a Number, question that, that this yeah. is right up your alley. All right. Bolo, bolo away. Here we go. Okay. So, because this involves two of your favorite things. Mm. So, the campfire's going. Mm. All yeah. right. Somebody mm-hmm. has gone off into the wilderness to do their business. Okay. And they come back with their used toilet paper. Ugh. And they simply want to throw it on the fire to burn so they don't have to bury it. That's a long way to carry your poop toilet paper. Yeah, some people don't go as far as you think, but Who? you're right. They get to carry it with them. <laughs> that's true. Have you done that, Zoe? Have you done this? Have I? D- oh, that's a good qu- I have burned my toilet paper before, not on like a, a campfire. That's, like I haven't come back to camp and been like, hey, everybody, I'm back. Here's my pile of toilet paper. Just like, oh, yeah, that would be. I know that it's been done. I'll, I'll put it that way. Oh, for sure it's been done. Um, so this involves I- campfires and going to the bathroom, two of your favorite things. All right. <laughs> top two, top two. Um, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. This is not bad manners if nobody's really around the fire. But if people are hanging out, we're eating dinner, that's huge. <laughs> if you come over and drop your you-know-what and the you-know-where, then, yeah, that's horrible manners for sure. Okay, so let's assume the fire's big, and so you can kind of throw it in the middle there so people aren't watching... You know, they're not watching the decomposition process. What's the, mm. what's so bad about it? Because number one, I'm assuming that everybody can throw a piece of toilet paper accurately, which I know I've seen your arm not, <laughs> and that's not a guarantee for me. Like you might miss the pit, and then I got to stare. And then what if what if it falls on the ground and I see what's on it as I'm eating my rice and beans, and then I'm like, mm, I'm done tonight. I'm done. I'm not eating anymore. I don't want to take that risk. That's just bad manners, dude. Okay. Would it, <laughs> would it bother you more to see that or to see somebody really try to throw it hard into the fire and then it sort of ends up sticking to their finger and like kind of hanging off? <laughs> Why do you even ask this stuff? You're like, you know, this is horrible. I feel like this is a personal experience that you had that you want to like pawn off on somebody else because you're embarrassed to talk about it. <laughs> Probably. Uh, okay. I was thinking. I, I was thinking you were going to go a different direction with this. I thought. I was thinking that you're going to be more grossed out by like the fire stench of like poo smoke, basically. Um. I mean, would it be that bad? I mean, I don't know. I've never had that. I don't know. I like. I've never. I've never had anybody throw a pot. I don't know. I haven't. I, I know it's been done, but I haven't had the personal experience. I mean, if the flame way. turns blue, yes, that's kind of cool, but it's also really gross. You know what I mean? With the blue flame. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Go- Google Blue you, Flame if you don't know what I'm talking about. I won't go. All right. What's your next My one? My <laughs> third and final is this is something that can be really annoying on a trail. Like, is it bad manners to bring up controversial topics at, you know, on the trail or at the camp, whether it's like politics, religion, or, or things that are going to like cause people to start to argue? And we all know global what, warming. Global warming. We all know what these kinds <laughs> of topics can be. Is it bad manners to bring that up in front of the entire group? Or do you want to keep the conversation more, you know, whole group, What maybe mm. what the whole group likes or enjoys, or or, you know, or is that being too shallow, Carl? Like, what, what's your thought on that? Wow, this is, a, this is like a really deep I, question. I'm, I'm getting this. Kind of piggybacking exactly. on my nonsensical one. Yeah. So I, I think it, you know, when you're out backpacking, like, any conversational topic's fair game as long as you're communicating it respectfully, right? 
So mm. I know that there's people that if you, regardless of what, what side of the political spectrum they're on, if you disagree with them, if you simply just have an opposing opinion, like they get immediately offended, right? Mm. And if you're communicating yeah. in a respectful way and somebody's going to get offended no matter what, then maybe that's not for that time and place. But I think like when everything else is peeled away and the distractions are gone, like that is the time to just dig in with people. What do you say? Okay, okay. I think it's uh, it's a double-edged sword. You know, like I think if, you know, you know how people can be like, well, I said it in a really tactful, kind way, but right. maybe what they thought was that was not that. Right. So I think it's like being self-aware of like how you are presenting that stuff. But yeah, I think there's a time and a place. Like we've, we've had some topics of depth come up for sure on our Sounds trips, like you got some baggage and- here. Do you... Did I offend you on, <laughs> on one of those most recent trips? <laughs> you well, you always offend me for, in some way, but okay. no, I think um, yeah, I think it's when it's appropriate. Like we had a really good conversation, me and one other guy, I won't name who, but like on a trail, I think it was not this year but last year, um, and it got it got deep, it got heated, but okay. got it heated. was good. I thought mm-hmm. it was well, it got passionate. It wasn't like we were angry at each other, but like it right. was good, it was great, but then at the same time, not really anybody. Everybody else was just kind of listening. Oh, so you had an audience, is what you're saying? Unintentional, yeah. But sometimes I think right. that happens. But um, you know, and that wasn't something we like planned. Like, hey, let's talk about right. this. So I think sometimes it can happen without without notice. But I think when you're intentionally like, let's talk about politics. What do you think about that? You know, and you're like intentionally maybe one of those people that's kind of like a fire starter, like myself. But even yeah. I, even I know, I'm like, mm, let's just let's not let's not cause disarray on the trip but we don't have to but you definitely want to i think it's good to go deep but you want to be appropriate and how right. to do that is is uh i think it's a growing experience the more you know your buddies the more you know you can get away with so interesting okay well i like that question i will say that if if your underlying issues you have with me have to do with the controversial topic of electrolytes i apologize wow you know i feel like our issues are so deep we need counseling or maybe mm. we need is there like a is there like a backpacking counselor they have do they have those mm. maybe ranger annie ranger annie could counsel maybe us. we'll do a counseling issue an, a counseling episode and we can just have people you know dear Derek, and then just kind of pour out their mm. issues and then you can give them horrible advice that they can wreck their lives with <laughs> wow look at the confidence you have in me <laughs> zero <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. How how do I survive in this world? Uh, so good. I don't know that I would not do an episode that way. That's ridiculous. That would, um, that would I don't a, know that either of us is blessed with wisdom. Nah, I, we have I friends would, that are. I don't know that yeah, we are. I, I would feel very uncomfortable with that. I don't want to like ruin somebody's yeah. life. Um, All right, that was good. That was your third one. Okay, yeah. here's here's my bonus one. Okay. And this one maybe shouldn't have been my bonus one. This should have been. I think the. Last one probably should have, but this one is okay. um, you've got the tired guy on the trip. Tired guy, okay. So he hasn't gone to some strength to to train properly. Foolish, or he's having a hard time. Foolish, yeah. He's ha- having a hard time with the altitude. He's maybe he's more overweight than he thought he was. Mm. Maybe he he's bringing more than he thought he brought. He's just he's just struggling. Are you self? Okay? Ref- wait, are you self reflecting right now? Is that? Probably, okay. probably. Just making sure. I actually, I, I, I kind of am, but not from his perspective. <laughs> okay. So the tired guy, tired girl, whatever whatever you want to say. And so they get to camp, and maybe they're their last one in, or you've just been kind of, you know, prodding them along, and they finally make it. And when they get to camp, they are, they're just done. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so day one, like, they're not going to chip in. They're not going to help with anything. Right. Day two, 
they're still tired. They're not getting any better. Okay. Right. Day three, same story. Are you okay to do tired person's chores moving forward here? Well, having been that person um, on my first, I I feel like Red Peak Pass, that was me, but I don't remember if I was. For every day? I can't remember. I don't know. I feel like I helped out when we got to camp, maybe, even though I was tired. But once I was down, I was like down. But if they're not willing to participate, that's that's annoying for sure. I think initially, I think if if you like, we have a group of like what six or seven guys, so things are going to get done regardless. But if if you got people that just don't want right. to, I don't know, pitch in and like attempt to do something, that's I mean, it kind of gets annoying after a while. You know, it's like everybody should be able to pull their own weight. So I, I, after yeah. a while, yeah, I, I think I would give somebody some grace for. A bit, and then and then maybe just talk to them, be like, hey, um, you know, we could really use your help, like getting things together, and you know, see how they respond to that. But and so I give them, especially if it's a new person, like they get a free pass from me. Like if they need help the entire trip, if they need yeah. me to carry gear, all that stuff, I, I I will go to the ends of the earth to help that person. But the hope is that they come back on another trip and they've learned from it. And so whether it's a heavy pack, whether mm. it's losing some weight, whether it's getting more fit or whatever, that they yeah. are, they've improved and they can kind of chip in then on the next trip, right? So if it's the same story again, I'm, I'm probably a little less patient. And and honestly, if and if I'm that guy two trips in a row, like I'm feeling bad about it too. And so I, I probably would just muster mm. whatever morsels of strength I have to, to do that, to, to help out a little bit. Now, do you feel like you are enabling that person to be lazy the next trip though i think if they were gung-ho about the next trip and they and it really really were struggling every single day i would have the hard heart with them be like yeah well what you, how are you going to prepare differently or what are you going to bring differently you know you, you just have that that conversation with them yeah yeah so because i want people to come i don't want people to feel like like the trip is exclusive and we're, we're no I, yeah i get that i, I think them behind. I, I, yeah and i was i was thinking more people who are like used to going on trips but if it's a newbie right. Um, I would, I would kind of like subtly test them at the same time. Like, Hey, you mind grabbing me some firewood over there real quick before we get going here? Or, or Hey, right. you, you mind go, you can you fill this up for me real quick and just see how they respond to that kind of stuff. And if they're like, Meh. yeah, so you're, yeah, you're more coaxing them a little bit. You know, uh, I'll say that it take, it would take a lot for me to uninvite somebody from a trip. Like once somebody goes, you kind of have that bond with them. But if we're talking trip two and they're, they're tired guy laying around, that might earn an uninvite for the third trip there. Yeah, I could I could see that. All right, what's what's your what's your last your bonus one? So my bonus one was like uh, this is kind of a random one, but I think if you okay, we've all had this happen where let's say you get to the campfire and you sit and somebody is sitting in their chair and they get up and leave and they're like I'm gonna go pee I'm gonna go whatever, and you go down and you sit in their chair because they're they left they left the ring. Mm. Should you give it back? Yeah, when they return. And let's remember that <laughs> Carl does not bring a normal chair mm. at all. He brings some inflatable weird thing. So. so two issues there. First of all, you have to update your information. I do have a backpacking Wait, chair you now. Bring it? I'm trying to remember now. It's so... No, no, no. I, brought, I, I bought it a couple months ago. I've, I've since brought it on a couple trips. I haven't seen it, though. not... You haven't seen it. So I'm just updating your, your intel oh, here. Okay. Second thing, you are correct, though. I do... I am the guy or I was the guy, I should say, that sits in other people's chairs when it wasn't being used. However, I when they came back to the camp, I said, hey, when you're ready to sit down, let me know. I will get up. And so mm. I think that you have to be willing to get up. 
um, and 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 make it easy for them to kick you out. So uh, my only my question about that is like you know when you say, hey you know let me know when you want to sit back down in the chair, uh, and I'll get up. Now I know you probably mean well when you say that, but you know that there's people. I do. Yeah. But you know that there's people who are like, well, I'm not going to, like, go tell them to get up. Like, that would be, I just don't feel comfortable doing that, you know? Like, so they're just not going to do it. So they'll be like, no, 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 you're good. You're good. You're totally good. Right. And they're not going to do it unless they see you get up and leave the chair. You know what I mean? So so you think I should just get up once they return I th- back? I think you should do the pump fake. Here's what I think you should do. The pump fake okay. is, like, you, oh. you get up and you're like, hey, here you go, buddy. You want your, you, dude, thanks so much. You want your chair. And then, and then if they're like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Well, then it's okay to go back and sit down. But at least you okay. actually got up with a pump fake and offered. So. But gotcha. uh, I just think the words sometimes don't, you know, get the whole message across. Because some people just aren't going to, like, follow through with that. All right. Well, I think that there's definitely groups out there where some people have chairs and some people don't. And so I think that's good. That's good advice. I think that's fair. True. I probably am secretly hoping or was secretly hoping that they are just going to keep milling about doing whatever their their busybodiness is doing and that I could just get to sit there for a while. I know you thought that for a long time when you sat in my chair, um, you know, when you didn't have a chair. I don't think I ever sat in your chair. I don't think it's ever happened. How do you mock my chair if you've never sat in it? That's what I don't get. Actually, you have. You you sat in my two-legged chair one year. To, yeah, that's not a chair. To though. mock it. Yeah. It's not a chair. Two-legged chair is not a chair. It actually said, it actually says two-legged chair on that. Yeah, just because they label it doesn't make it so. What if it had, like, one pole on it? Does it still make it a chair? <laughs> I mean, because a unicycle a unicycle is still a bike, right. you know, of some kind. If I put a sticker on my carpet that says chair, does that make that a chair? If I put a hair on the, on the uh, table, is it a hairy table? I mean, I don't know. You know, they, you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> round and round we go, Carl. I think my point was made. I think my point was made. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. That was a good one, though. I like that one. But I do have a chair now. And what's kind of funny is the first trip I brought on that glacier trip where they have, like, the communal food area. They have logs everywhere. And you didn't really even need a chair. It was kind uh, of useless. That was so. magical. Pound wasted there. But I'm sure it'll be used. Yeah. Okay. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, 
Have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. It's time for trivia. Your trivia. So why don't I give you some, these are some random scenarios. I want you to tell me, it's kind of what we were doing, but these are more random. So I'm going to give you three scenarios. You tell me bad manners, good manners, and let me know what you think. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Okay, are, are these gonna are you going story mode here or are these are these succinct? These are these are succinct. Okay, don't worry. <laughs> I, I know okay. you can't follow. It's hard for you to follow long stories. It so is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you know. Yeah, short attention span. First one applies. First one applies mainly to your sense of of uh, taste. Should anybody okay. ever eat chili mac and beef on a camping trip, ever, <laughs> knowing the repercussions? Good manners. Bad manners. Um, if they eat chili mac with beef, it is good manners if they have brought their own tent, which we have a guy that has. So good on him. Fair. That's fair. Bad manners otherwise. Okay. Yeah. If you Let's say you brought an instrument on the trip, like, uh, you know, like a harmonica, a flute, a kazoo. Okay. Should you just start playing that kazoo without saying anything? and uh, Or is it bad manners? to just keep playing a super long time, assuming that nobody's annoyed about what you're doing? You know, should you gauge the group ahead of time? Be like, hey, you guys, you know, you guys mind if I play a little, you know, a little instrument, something or other? Um, you know, is it is it rude <laughs> to just start playing without gauging the group? That's my, kind of the question. Uh, oh, man, that's a good one. Because we've had that before. Cool. I think musical guy is usually pretty welcome mm. around the campfire. If it's an instrument... If it's somebody just belting out in song, mm. and ah, that's tough. That's tough. Like, I'm torn on this one. Yeah? So I don't know if I have a good answer to this. I'm going to say uh, good manners if you're reading the group well, bad manners if people want to chat. Uh, that's good. Yeah, read the, read the dynamic for sure. Um, yeah. All right. Two for two, I'll give you that. Well, one and a half. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay, final one is this, um, and I think we've all, well, I'd say a large majority of people have experienced this. Let's say you are like me, and you bring an extra spork or whatever you want to call them, and every year somebody's like, oh, I didn't bring a whatever, spoon, fork, whatever. Can I borrow that? And you're like, sure, that's what I got it for. Like, here you go. Is it bad manners to just give it back with some food on it after the end of the trip, or should I have washed it, at least in the river, and then handed it back to you? Mm. Or does it matter? I mean, it's just like, well, you're going to wash these anyway, so who cares? Yeah, so as a result of a lifetime of lending people stuff and not getting it back, I will take it back any way that I can get it. So mm. therefore, I will, you know, treating my neighbors, myself, I'm going to give it back anyway. I mean... I'll try to be responsible and clean up a little bit. Maybe a couple extra licks and bite the the tough pieces off. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Dirty socks, but, no, I think, eating other people's food. <laughs> if I can simply just get 
the stuff I lend back after the trip, man, does that make things so much better. You know what I realized? I think if you... Like, this is a bigger issue. This is a bigger issue, my friend, because, like, I've thought about making lists mm. of who has what. Yeah. But then that doesn't work because during the trip, things get shuffled around or somebody can't carry something yep. and other people volunteer. Yep. It, I don't know a solution for that. Yeah. I, I, I think I kind of agree with you. Like, if I can get it back, I'll just take it back. Like, I don't care right. what condition it's in. It's a bonus if you're going to wash it. But, you know, hearing you say that right. you're going to gnaw off the tough pieces, it just reminds me, and, and you're going to wear dirty people's dirty socks of other people. <laughs> Like, have you ever had to become a transient for whatever reason? Like, you lost everything in your life, and you're like, I have nothing left, right. and I got to, you know, roam, roam the... Like, I think you'd be okay. I think you could survive. Like, I, <laughs> I could see you with a giant, like, poncho digging right. through the trash. I think you'd be all right. But isn't, isn't that really what, like, a thru-hiker is? Is just you're just temporarily homeless, living as a homeless person, trying, you know, like, going from town to town, trying to... You know, beg, borrow, and not steal stuff. Uh, just, maybe. You know, like, you're just trying to, isn't that... to piece things together as best you can, and you just smell horrible. Mm, that, that I think, would be more of a transient. I think if you're more intentional, then you're you're upgraded to, like, a nomad, you know? And it's more intentional, okay. so. That's true. That, that... I know, that's, a good, that's a good word, nomad. Yeah. This was a good trivia. Yeah. I, I was thinking, we just did scenarios. How are you going to come up with more scenarios? But, but you did. It was good. We have a lot of fodder. A lot of fodder yeah. for this, you know. I've got, a, I've, I've got a trivia suggestion for you, Derek. I'm, I want to mm. see if you're up for this. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So have you ever been to the grocery store and all you want to do is you simply want to go into the grocery store and you just want to shop, but there's somebody either blocking your way in or blocking your way out trying to sell you something or trying to get you to sign something? Mm. Mm. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like okay. Girl Scout cookies or insurance. Yeah, well or today something. for me it was it was the Boy Scouts. And so mm, right. as a kid, I was that I was that guy trying to sell I was trying to sell magazines. We had like the magazine sale, right? Oh, you was, were that yeah. I just wanted to like I wanted to win. I wanted to try to try to get some magazine sales. So I was hassling people. Sad. But my parents let me do it kinda on my own, which is really dangerous. Like looking back on that, that was a terrible decision on their part. Nowadays parents are typically staying there with their kids. The t- the kid today had like a full table with like a display and right. and all this stuff and I just felt bad for the parents, and I just thought, you know what? Like, we're taking this too far, you know, having kids stand in front of the, the grocery. Like, I, I'm, just not, I'm just not down with that. So if listeners do that, like, not my thing personally. Obviously, I, I could be in the minority because there's people in front of the grocery store, at least my grocery store, all the time. So mm. I thought, you know what? what? How could we relate this to our podcast? How could we make this uncomfortable for both of us? So, Derek, here's my proposal. You just went story. You just told me not to go story mode, but you're going story mode. All right, I told a story. Sorry, sorry, sorry about the story. Uh, so I think we should track our trivia and see who loses the most often. Let's say between now and Christmas time, and the person that loses the most <laughs> has to has to stand outside the grocery store, camera oh, wow. on them, and wow. uh, hand out ten backpacking and blisters podcast cards. I feel like you're going to easily rig this so that I do lose, you know, mm. which is, yeah, it's like I want to take this bait, but I'm scared to take this bait. If there's somebody that is rigging the trivia, I'm sure the listeners will chime in on this one. So they can be the uh, referees. You better hope so. Uh, all right. Let me, let me, I feel like I need to think about it and give you my answer okay. next week. I'm going to ask you the same question next week. Think about it. I'm just thinking, you know, you got to say like, hey, do you ever go backpacking mm. or hiking? 
And then if they're if they're if they don't do that, then obviously you don't hand them a card. But if they're somewhat interested, mm. you got to hand out I don't know, I'll say like five to ten cards. Would you would you wear an Apple necklace while you do it? Um, ooh, I think we can. Why don't we save some of these thoughts and then we'll come back with that next week? But I would be willing to. Or maybe a yeah, sa- yeah. okay, maybe a Sasquatch T-shirt yeah. or something. Yep. All right, so we'll revisit that next week. Uh, tidbits, my friend. We got some tidbits to kind of wrap things up, and we got. A another MP3. It's been a while since we played an MP3. Mm, yeah, uh, we haven't asked for one. I think we actually stopped asking for them back in like January. But um, but Knowlton sent us one anyway, and it was good. So here's what okay. he had to say. Hey, you guys, backpacking in blisters, hosts Carl and Derek. Uh, I'm calling from Kathmandu, and um, I'm sitting in front of the Royal Palace here in traffic, listening to your podcasts. And you just said that the oxygen absorbers are made out of iron dust. And I just had a question: like, can you open those if if iron dust is from the ground? Can you just like bury those in the wilderness so to shave weight so they can absorb oxygen until you eat your meal, and then you can just empty them into onto the ground and bury it? Or is that environmentally like not acceptable or could you do it away from a river so anyway could you like give me an answer on that this is Knowlton from Kathmandu thanks guys Derek response so I I did a little research on this topic um, the iron in the oxygen packets and what I learned it was okay. it was pretty interesting actually so basically in a nutshell it's poisonous for us uh, small amount, big amount, depending on how many you eat. So it's not good for us to eat. Can I stop you right there? Was your research simply listening to a previous podcast where I shared this exact information? Um, no, it was not. Okay. So uh, <laughs> within the but within these <laughs> within these iron packets, you have something called elemental iron, which is the bad stuff, right? So the elemental iron, iron dust. Yeah. So the elemental iron is the bad stuff within these packets. So that's the stuff you don't want to eat. And can you bury it to lighten your load? Nolton wanted to know. Uh, I mean, you could, but I think the problem is like, you know, if you bury poison anywhere, it's not going to be good for some of the animals. However, they actually, they actually, I did find information saying that animals are much more tolerant of the elemental uh, iron, but maybe because of their, you know, bodies and whatever they can handle or whatever. But I just I think I'm just like if you bury any type of poison, it could kill. It could still kill like smaller types of like bugs or worms or maybe something on some kind of depending on the animal. Like so, why take that risk, Knowlton, okay. of burying that elemental powder? Can you huff it and take it out and just throw it in the trash? That's my challenge to you. You're talking about elemental iron, so. Did your research involve yeah. looking in like Dungeons and Dragons textbooks? I do, you have all the copies. Like I haven't. You will not <laughs> let me borrow them. But I, I, so no, I couldn't. Okay, because I don't. I I have not heard of that phrase, and I've done. I think I I think I did more research than you. So oh. and I had I did not come up with that. I came up with the Iron Dust, huh. and I emailed Mountain House asking this same ridiculous question and got a response from Vonda. Vonda. So not a yeah. Okay. Okay. Continue. She's from sales and customer support. Hmm. So she said that yeah. um, she actually called it iron powder, mm. but um, she said that while it is a natural mineral, I'm quoting her here, I don't know that I would sprinkle it on the ground because you wouldn't want an animal to discover it and eat it, as high levels of iron could be fatal to the little creature. Boom. So basically, boom. What I, that's what I just said, basically. 
in a simple yes form. well yeah. yeah sort of but <laughs> here's the thing <laughs> <laughs> i said don't put it on the ground it can kill smaller animals okay i don't know vonda reading my mind i love it right so here's the thing though is that i think if you put it on the ground in a pile then yeah like that's a risk but if you sprinkled it and just like spread it out as if you know you're just kind of like throwing it into the wind like fairy dust then fairy dust Right. Look, I don't you know, know where you're getting all your research. ABCmouse.com is not for adults. It's for kids. And I don't <laughs> okay. know if you should be getting your research. If you were that. to throw it out there, I, th- I don't think that they're going to accumulate all the little particles and die. So I think in terms of protecting the creatures, I think if you spread it the right way, then That's that the- would be a way to reduce a very minuscule amount of weight. Even if you were like through hiking and you hadn't you know been to civilization in two weeks, you're not, I don't even think you're going to save an ounce because you still got to pack out the plastic packaging, which is the heaviest part of that. It seems like more effort to unpackage the iron from the packet. You know what right. I mean? It's so annoying. What if, you, what if you cut it with your knife and just dumped it in the fire? I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. If, I don't think Can it's flammable. It? But it's not I wasn't done, though. I, what I was about to say was even if you are okay to do that oh. and you feel like you are such There's, a, you know, an ultralight backpacker that that is worth the effort you're still violating the leave no trace policy. So I, I think that mm. that by itself is rules out that situation, but true. Right. Yeah. Leave it to Nolton for questions like that. I was going yeah, to so, say Thank that. you, Nolton. Yeah, that's good. That's true. Okay. So a couple more tidbits. Uh, we've got a listener named Ashley who is confused why I'm having such a hard time with my bite valve. Why don't you just simply buy a bite valve cover? Mm. Like Osprey makes these covers. So that way, if it falls in the dirt, like it's just the cover falling in the dirt it's not the bite belt. <laughs> and so... <laughs> uh, this is what I have to deal with, okay. actually. Simple things like this. So I don't think people realize how often I'm actually using the bite valve or the bladder itself, the whole system, because I use it not just for hiking, not just for backpacking, but I actually use it on trail runs. And so I'm using it regularly, and I'm sipping from it frequently, so having a cover on there would actually be... Like, I would say akin to the aqua clip, where you have to take it off and put it down on the ground. I would say that's kind of in the same realm of annoyance for me. But if I was just using it for backpacking, then I mm. think that's a good solution. So maybe I should buy one just for backpacking. So thank you, Ashley. Huh. Who would have thought? Bad. Who would have thought a cap could solve all your problems? You know? <laughs> Do you have one, Derek? I could make one for you. I will. Do you have one? I, Do you have one? Uh, no, I don't. Because I'm, ben, I, be I'm more of the four-second rule be guy. Be quiet. There's no need. There's no okay. need. I just suck off the right. dirt and spit it out. Like okay. a real man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um... We got something in the mail this week from our good friend Camel Cud, mm. otherwise known as Eric. Yes, <laughs> he sent us. He sent us um, each a, one was like a a fork, one was like a fork on one side, and then a spoon on the other side. And I put it on Facebook already for you to check out. Mm. And this is the biggest eating utensil I've ever seen. It's plastic. But the key is that it has a squeegee on the spoon part, so you can actually like safely dig out of you know your bag or pot without scraping anything, yeah. and get all the little last bits of food out, and and kind of clean the pot out at the same time. We were talking about cleaning earlier, we were. So, I asked the question: Is this ridiculous, awesome, or ridiculously awesome? Derek, what do you say? Um, like I said, I think I told you, like, if there is that spatula on the end of it where you can, like, uh, did I say spatula? What did I say? Um, <laughs> like that rubber, that rubber, part, <laughs> spatula, the rubber part where you can scoop everything out. Uh, yeah. then that's ridiculously awesome. I think that's huge. Okay. Yeah. I think it's ridiculously awesome. And I think that 
Like when we pull these out on our next trip, people are going to be like, what? Like that is ridiculously awesome. So we are very, thank you. We are very thankful for, for that from, from Camel Cut. It's from a brand called Morsel, if anybody else is interested in checking those out. I, the picture I took, I don't know I don't know that I did it. Like, I tried to size it next to the, like, normal size ones, but they look way bigger mm. than normal size ones, and I don't know if the picture did it justice, so. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on one of those bad boys. No, he that. sent, yeah, he sent us, I got one for you. He's, we're going to bring it on the next trip. What color is it? <laughs> <Does> it <laughs> there's a red one and a blue one, Derek. Which one do you want? Ooh, okay. Well, <clears throat> we can play Carcassonne for okay. it. It's fine. You can choose. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair I got one, one last tidbit for you. Do it. Short one. So I mentioned going to Rocky Mountain National Park last weekend. I failed in one of my my own kind of personal challenges this year. I wanted to go the whole year without going to a place that required bear canisters. Mm. And I brought the bear canister mm. and I brought the Ursac and they said, you got to carry the bear canister. No. Yeah. Really? Yep. So. so such a drag. Did they know? What, did they know? Did they know what the Ursac was? Oh yeah, yeah. And they told me they they did. She kind of went all Ranger Rick on me as far as why the Ursac doesn't work. And then I said, "Wait a second, now have you seen the newest model where they've kind of revamped it quite a bit?" And she assured me she had, but um, I didn't. I didn't know if she had or not. I think she was more just like trying to uh, have me stop complaining. Here's what you need. Here's what you need to do. You need the the guy we talked to about this, right? He said there was footage of bears trying to get into this right. thing, right? You should have him send you a clip and then just play it for the ranger who has an attitude. Mm. Be like, are you sure they don't work? Are you sure they don't work? Let me show you She that. was not interested in having that conversation with me. Like, I think um, I had mm. a streak of just the friendliest rangers, and I think she just was, yeah. I, I think she, it was kind of towards the end of the day, and she just was tired, and so she just wasn't interested. I was trying mm. to have a polite conversation. Um, so I had some questions, yeah. which I'll share answers to later, but I did talk to another ranger later on the trip who was quite happy to have that conversation. And so she probably would watch the video, Interesting. the second ranger. I would have I just stopped talking with the rude one and just held up my phone, you know, and just played yeah. it. Not said anything. I'm trying so, to get a permit, and I'm throwing a phone in her face. Nice, nice. What do you think about that? Okay. Yeah. That's a gamble, though. That's a gamble. That's it. That's all I got, man. I think that's amazing, and that was a fun one. Thanks for hanging out with us today, guys. That was a good time. We will see you next time on the B&B. And remember, guys, unless Carl is washing your clothes, uh, it's going to be a hard trip. You have a good time. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Let me do that again. That was was not a good (laughs) one. Let me do that again. (laughs) You know what, guys? I wasn't happy with that. You know what? We'll see you next time on the B&B. And remember, guys, it's not an appropriate camping trip unless Carl brings the soap. We'll see you next time. So, guys, um... There was, you, you tell me guys, you tell me, Carl thinks this is not bad manners. I strongly disagree. You guys tell me what you think. If you want to write it on the Facebook page, go ahead. Carl likes to do something called sock water gargling, where he wrings out his sock water from the end of the day into his mouth, gargles with it, and then spits it out as a ritual thing. And he does it in front of everybody at the campfire before we have dinner. So I don't know. Is that bad manners? Is it not? 
When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.